I greet you with the words of the psalmist in Psalms 46. Reading verse 1 and verse 2, he said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea? I remind you that when we are fearful, we are not faithful. We are looking at Hebrews 11, verse 32, where the scripture says, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets. It is Samson that we are looking at, a man that started with a great fate and along the way he allowed his fate to fail. We, we looked at a few things about him and uh, last morning we looked at uh, this man Samson. As a child he was very unusual, who had wonderful prayers and we concluded with he was brought up as a Nazarite and uh, the question was what it means to be a Nazarite well when you get some time if you would read the book of Numbers chapter 6 reading from verse 1 and go all the way down to verse number 21 there you would be able to get the full account of what is a Nazarite but let me read a few verses for you. We'll not read it all for the sake of time, but it says in verse one, and the Lord spake unto Moses saying, speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, when either man or woman shall separate themselves to vow a vow of a Nazarite, to separate themselves unto the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink and shall drink no vinegar of wine, no vinegar of strong drink, neither shall he drink any liquor of grapes, nor eat moist grapes or dried. All the days of his separation shall he eat nothing that is made of the vine tree, from the kernel even to the husk. All the days of the vow his separation, there shall no razor come upon his head until the day be fulfilled in the which he separated himself unto the Lord. He shall be holy and shall let the locks of his head grow. All the days that he separated himself unto the Lord, he shall come at no dead body. He shall not make himself unclean for his father or for his mother, for his brother or for his sister when they die because the consecration of the Lord is upon his head. All the days of separation, he shall be holy unto the Lord. I'll stop there for this morning in regards to sharing with you what is required of a Nazarite. And if you continue reading there, it will give you the full detail. But we have noticed that no wine, no strong drink, and no vinegar of the vine, no vinegar of strong drink, no 
no liquor of grapes, uh, he must not eat moist grapes or dried, uh, and nothing that he shall have from the vine tree, from the, the kernel, even to the husk. No razor shall come upon his head, he shall not cut his hair, he shall allow his hair to dry. The days that he is in the separation, he should not come close to any dead body, should not touch a dead body, whether it's his mother, his father, his brother, his sister. He should not touch, come close to any dead body. And on and on you will find that in scripture tells you um, if he touches a dead body, what needs to be done. Samuel was to be a Nazarite even in his mother's womb. And his mother, she was not supposed to have any of that stuff while he was in her womb. So Samson as a child was very unusual. We said that he had wonderful parents and Samson was brought up as a Nazarite. Now there is something else, or a couple of things that we can say this morning, and that is Samson had vowed to live a separate life unto the Lord. Now, as I think of Samson who vowed to live this separate life unto the Lord, I can also think of that no doubt there are many today who once served him faithfully, but for some reason has drifted away like Samson. Samson, he was a man of prayer. So were many who no longer pray, and some even cease believing in the fact that God answers prayer. Here, Samson, as he prayed when he did. In Judges chapter 15, verse 18, the scripture said, And he was so athos and called on the Lord and said, Here is his prayer now. Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant, and now shall I die for thus and fall into the hand of of the uncircumcised. Listen to him praying at the end of his life, close to the end of his life, in Judges chapter 16 and verse 28. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I might be at once avenged of the Philistine from my two eyes. In his backslidden state, those he put before God caused him to lose his two eyes. Samson did not learn how to bring his body under subjection. Therefore, because of that, he became a great castaway. God put him on the side. Later on, God restored him again. Now, as we look at this, we find a sudden warning about playing with sin that resulted in the judge of Israel, Samson, defeated, strength depleted, and sight gone. Yet he is mentioned in Hebrews 11 as one of the heroes of the faith. We will notice a few facts about Samson and his enemy. One, the work of the enemy is to cause our faith to collapse. 
One of the things that the enemy does is to do all possible to make sure believers fail in his or her faith. His objective is to cripple us by failure of faith. In Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and verse 32, the scripture says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have you and to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. Notice the concern of Jesus. He prayed for Peter that what? That his faith will not fail. And that's what the enemy is after, for our faith to fail. Every child of God, he wants to see his faith collapse. And many times he does that by introducing fear into the heart of the believer. I've always said and continue to remind you that when we begin to fear, it is that we begin to distrust the Lord. And God had not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So when you see that your faith is threatened by the enemy, he is threatening our faith because he really wants to cripple us and cripple our faith. Again, I remind you, when you are fearful, you are not faithful. So let your faith be strong. Our Father, this morning, we thank you for those that are still going on for you and continue to go on for you. And for those, Lord, whose desire it is to go on for you, but their faith is failing, I pray that you would renew their faith, you would strengthen their faith, you would give them a strong faith. We thank you, dear God, for your love towards us, your mercy, your grace, your peace, your compassion. We thank you for health. We thank you for strength. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for healing, oh God. And we bring before you those who are sick this morning and ask that you touch their bodies and that you would heal them. As we go throughout this day, Lord, we ask that you go before us, dear Father, and protect us from all harm and from all danger. Be with us now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.